Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast, hosted by yours truly. It's Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? I actually don't have any ads for this episode, so nothing at the beginning or in the middle. We're going to go ahead and just get right into this great conversation that I had with Nick Gray, editor-in-chief of Fandroid. I had such a good time having him on last week uh, that I went ahead and brought him back on, and this week is really interesting because technically we should all be having wine in Barcelona right now, but obviously that's not the case. Uh, as it turns out, some of our friends are actually in Barcelona at the moment, enjoying uh, not only the city, but a few of the events that are actually going on. Uh, at the time of you listening to this, uh, when it uh, just came out, uh, Huawei just announced the Huawei Mate XS, I believe is what they were calling it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's still going to be an interesting time in Barcelona, even if MWC 2020 is completely canceled. So a lot of us are not in Spain at the moment. With that in mind, after talking a little bit about our experience so far with the Samsung Galaxy S20 Ultra or the Galaxy Z Flip, well, at least in my case, because Nick unfortunately doesn't have his units yet, uh, we do talk uh, and reminisce a little bit about Barcelona in general. We look back on Mobile World Congress as a show that we have attended multiple times in the last, I want to say, maybe half decade to eight years or something like that. Nick has been there a couple of times and we recount a couple of stories that he and I actually share from those times at Mobile World Congress. All right, so why don't we go ahead and jump right into the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Follow the podcast if you haven't already and I will see you in the outro. You have every right to whine because I'm the one who has who's using the S20 Ultra right now and you're still waiting on yours. <laughs> give us a little well, bit of I a story there. I want to give you the floor to like talk about like your your samsung situation <laughs> i think everyone's samsung situation is different like mm -hmm. i i went to the launch event i didn't see you there um because everyone's launch events are different yep um you guys had a unique room to the side where everyone could go and get videos and pictures in peace while i was in the main hall with i think like four thousand people in that room trying to get video and pictures um and unfortunately since i'm not on too, the right like it was terrible lighting right <laughs> oh the the lighting was horrible and you've been to launch events mm -hmm. multiple times where the lighting is just bad essentially they they find a the darkest facility they could ever find with no natural light at all then they turn down all the lights and then they proceed to put spotlights on the devices so you have this incredible like 3000 to one contrast ratio between what's dark and what's light. <laughs> and then into that mix, they throw in blue, like Samsung's blue neon color and they have LED lights with blue shining here and there. Yeah, And it, it's just horrible, especially that blue because cameras don't like that blue at all. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you, uh, all of my photos that actually caught that blue it makes it look like there is no contrast to that at all. It's either one solid blue, like there's no gradient to it at all. Mm. And it's just horrible. Yeah. But as far as devices go, I'm still without a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip. I'm without a Samsung Galaxy S20 Ultra, which everybody in the world seems to have, or at least a select few. Unfortunately, I'm not on that list. Um, so... You'll have to enlighten us about the amazing things that this phone can do. Well, okay. I, I can't. Besides my, you know, hour with the phone at the launch event a week and a half ago, I'm I'm still sitting here like everybody else without a phone. Well, it's funny because like uh, we 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 talk about like the creative side of YouTube and of tech blogging quite a bit. Um, to give a peek behind the the curtain, uh, you and I both have like published what we'll call com complaints video. Okay. I have, mm -hmm. I have this thought that I should stop saying the word complaints because it, it creates such a visceral reaction. Like I might change it to like the word concerns instead, especially if it's a phone that's not released yet, you know, because people kind of have this notion in their heads, but obviously YouTube rage is a very potent and very real thing. Um, but yeah, uh, we, we, we actually have talked about it a little bit. And now that I'm actually using the phone, I have to admit that, um, and, and this is what my final review always is, is whether or not my complaints or concerns actually pan out. And I, and I got to say, so far, maybe like three of five. Three of five are still, uh, three of five actually have panned out. They have 
been problems. Like I don't like the color uh, selection of the S20 Ultra. It really makes me upset when they show so much love to the other phones, but the one that everyone really wants, you're kind of just stuck with what they give you, which is usually black. And um, the, thankfully, though, they sent the gray one out to people, so it actually looks a little bit different, but I just immediately put like a case on it, you know, anyway. Um, the front-facing camera uh, is... Okay, so I did take some 40-megapixel um, shots with the front-facing camera, and they seem quite highly detailed. After all, when you use the entire sensor, for whatever reason, uh, Samsung can't tack on their software on top, so it's not... It doesn't have the beautification. It doesn't have any of like the extra stuff. It's just a raw photo. And the same goes for mm -hmm. the 108 megapixels on the rear. Um, the front-facing camera, I would love to see like more than one there. Like we're putting like six, seven, eight cameras on the back of phones. Why can't we get a little bit more for the front? Um, so that 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 is still a complaint that I have. But yeah, like my main thing is just the price. Like I'm still I'm lucky enough to be able to use this phone and be able to test it and whatnot. But I still can't shake the feeling that a lot of what this phone has is bogarting it all because yeah. it would be great to have the 108 megapixel on the smallest phone it just and there's no that reason one. yeah and there's no reason because what is it xiaomi came out last fall with mm -hmm. essentially the same sensor samsung and xiaomi collaborated on this sensor i think the one that's in the u ultra is a little bit different than the one xiaomi released but you know it's been a couple months so it's gotten a little bit better yeah but the xiaomi phone was what a you know an 800 hundred dollar phone yeah and it's and it it's, had it's palpable in, in terms of not palpable it's more accessible in terms of heat feel and handling and whatnot and you don't need yeah. a telescopic lens like you just don't and you know it's 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 a nice party trick and i'll admit that 10 times zoom on the ultra has been kind of nice like i tweeted yesterday about how um <laughs> i wanted to do this whole story in like a video and just say like you ever walk in just like you know the streets or in nature or anything like that you see a squirrel and you want to like run up to it and it runs away when you mm -hmm. get within like like 10 feet of it Fif you know like <laughs> yeah 10 15 feet and they're they're gone right <laughs> yeah exactly i saw one in uh the la arboretum which is where i went to get like nature shots and I just stood there and I was like, oh, there's a squirrel over there. It's a fat one too. And I like I saw one and I was just like, okay, let's see what happens here. So I went five times. Okay, not too bad. Ten times. That's better. I went 30 times and it was right up on the the squirrel. Filling the screen. Filling the screen. And the problem though is that the moment you get over ten times, you start it's digital zoom or hybrid zoom, whatever you want to call it. And it uh, it it starts to lose quality. So it's like, how useful can something like that truly be? You know, if yeah. if Samsung or any other manufacturers who do these zooms are trying to tell you that, oh, you know those people with the huge like Safari lenses on DSLRs, mm -hmm. you can have that on a phone. And no, you can't. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well, and so like the last couple of days, as everybody got the S twenty Ultra, they everyone was posting their pictures of you know ultra wide standard, ten x zoom, hundred x zoom, and I, I was going through everybody's pictures and clicking on them. And of course they're all uploaded to Twitter, which already compresses the files. So mm -hmm. you're not getting the full resolution. But I I went to look at the files and looked at their 10X zoom and then looked at their 100X zoom and then zooming in to the 10X zoom, the picture quality, the resolution was the same because that's actually what it is mm -hmm. as to the 100x zoom so i'm like this marketing thing that they're having with the 100x zoom is just horrible because they actually print it on the back of the phone it says doesn't it say 100x yeah on the camera yeah and then it's like i can i can take any phone and crop in and say it's 100x right yeah. it's not and with my video that I did about the U11 Ultra, I actually called it five reasons why you shouldn't buy this phone. And one of them was for the 100X zoom because mm. it's just a marketing gimmick. That's all it is. Yeah. The, the 10X looks good. I, like, I, I really want to try the 10X in a certain situations. Like my daughter, she's eight years old. She just started playing basketball this last year and she, at the community center, she's on a little team. And where we have to sit while we're, you know, at their practices and their games is 
I'm 150 feet away from mm-hmm. where they're actually playing because they're, you know, it's three courts and they're one court over. And so I can't get really close. Having that 10X zoom in that situation for recording video as she's playing her game would be amazing on a smartphone. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, it's like, you know, when would I actually be using 10X zoom, you know, on a day-to-day basis? Like if I'm on vacation, that's one thing. Like if I'm, you know, going out and, you know, trying to get a picture of some attraction or something that we're never going to see ever again and trying to get that photo. But other than that, you know, there's, there's not that many situations where 10X zoom actually comes in handy. That's why you don't see it that often. Even with mm-hmm. actual DSLR zoom lenses, it's really not there that often. And yeah. if it is, it's really expensive. The, um, the, the longest zoom lens I've ever had was 10X. 14 to 140 millimeters on the GH4. And I sold that lens. Or rather, what did I do with that lens? I think I gave it away. And like, because I gave the GH3 to somebody and I was like, here, take this lens as a good starter, get started with photography. And then I never saw them again. But <laughs> but yeah. So I have a question though. So is it actually 10X from the standard or is it 10X from the ultra wide? Uh, that's a good question. See, this is something I wanted to bring up because from what I can tell, when it comes to when you turn on um, 8K recording, for example, it looks like it's using something very close to the 2X. Uh, it crops in. The frame crops in, which tells me that there's probably some sort of trickery going on that 0.5X, 1X, all the way up to 2X, is. it could actually be the ultra wide being cropped. And then you get to 2X, and the 2X is what the actual 108 megapixel framing is, or uh, sensor is. Mm-hmm. So then that's when you start to get into the actual like high-res stuff and all that. Um, I, I wonder if that's the case, because every time I turn on 8K, it crops in, and I'm like, am I using a GH3 or 4 like I used to, like where it crops in when you hit 4K? And it's really frustrating, because like it would be great to have the 8K sensor, or rather the main sensor doing the 8K, and I have like a wide enough angle, but no, it crops in. And I'm just like, what is happening here? And I think I think that whatever sensor they're using for 8K video is definitely not wide. It's definitely not a wide, wide one. Yeah, it's so really odd. way to test it is start recording and put your finger over each, each lens oh, I to forgot see which about one it that. is. Damn which it. one it is to... Okay, I will do that later today. Since I'm going out to get more photos and videos, I will do that later today. Yeah. I, t- I didn't think about that. I totally forget to do that stuff. Yeah, because, I mean, so everyone's claiming, well, not everybody. A lot of people are excited for this, you know, periscope lens with the 10X zoom saying Samsung's the first. Oppo was the first last year. They introduced it at MWC last year with their device, and they got a lot of flack because they were saying it was 10X, but it was 10X. <laughs> record starting from the ultra wide so mm-hmm. with the 14 14 millimeter to 140 millimeter that was it it wasn't from the 24 millimeter to 140 oh, millimeter oh i see and and so they they started the multiplication factor from the widest which technically is true so like if you buy a zoom lens for a dslr you count the entire range mm-hmm. but we're used to counting from a regular camera on a smartphone is 24 to 28 millimeter but now that we have ultra wides we need to start counting from that ultra wide you know 14 millimeter or 12 millimeter whatever that one is well as far as the uh, ui is concerned the ultra wide is considered 0.5 so it's actually going backwards in a way so mm-hmm. like maybe maybe they cover their bases in that particular sense um yeah who knows the the, the funny thing is you're asking like when would you even use 10x if 10x is good quality still which means that you could use it on the regular what is that regular what does that regular look like um i know a few people would say i think jaime uh, once when he did the um i think it was the mate 30 pro or something like what i had the um that had its version of like a far zoom he made the case in the pocket now video that um it would be great for street photography. So I was like, okay, I see you. Let me see if that would work for me. And I started walking around in um, in a place that, like not too far from here where people, pro- well, I would not go to downtown LA and start taking random pictures of, of people. But I tried to do that in a nice like suburban area where like, you know, it doesn't seem like people would be so skeevish. I was the one who was skeevish. I just can't bring myself to zoom in on people 
the way people. that like Jaime or David Amell might, you know, c- to get those really cool like still life shots of like the streets and of real life and all that stuff. I just can't bring myself to do that. At one point when I was at the Arboretum taking nature shots, there was this lovely couple. These two girls were holding hands and they walked by and I was like, oh, this framing would be really nice. But as I started zooming in, I was like, this doesn't feel right at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> I shouldn't be taking a picture of them walking away from me in this in this path. Like, this isn't cool. Yep. <laughs> Well, I mean, doing street photography is is one of those things where it takes time to get comfortable with it. Yeah. Especially, especially if you're using a DSLR because it's so blatantly obvious what you're doing mm-hmm. versus with a smartphone, having 10x zoom, nobody knows you have 10x zoom. So it's if you're 100 feet away, it's as if you're 10 feet away taking your pic- a picture of them. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, being having that advantage could also could be really good for people who want to do street photography mm-hmm. and don't want to be up in somebody's I, face. Yeah. And you know, think think about this. So, like, if you're a hundred feet away, it's like you're ten feet. Ten feet is typically a pretty normal distance that you would take a picture of somebody. You know, if you're trying to get you know a full body shot. Uh, but so, like, even if you're fifty feet away, having ten x that means you're like five feet. Yeah. which is even closer and if you're at 20 feet like you're like two like you're you're up in their face like taking a picture with a, a you know a regular camera like right in their face which and I and I definitely don't want to be that I don't know that. like <laughs> some people could be you know like invasion of privacy and my personal space and but I mean honestly like I I get past that really quick if you're out in public you're in the public yeah. people can take your picture you can't do anything about it you're being captured I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just anyways. too nice I guess I'm just too nice to be it, honest. <laughs> you are. Like, we need to make you not nice. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy who got in trouble um, rolling around with the new Fujifilm camera, like literally uh, making people uncomfortable. And that was the whole point of his street photography. Like he would walk mm-hmm. right up to people with like I think a twenty mil, and it wouldn't, and which is pretty wide. So he would walk right up yeah. to people and go like go like this and get the camera in their faces, which would make them cringe. And that's the photo that he got because that's like a visceral, real reaction. And yep. uh, Fujifilm actually used footage of him taking photos of people and making them uncomfortable, and used it as part of the marketing of that camera. And they got so oh much crap for it. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a marketing campaign. People get crap for marketing campaigns all the time. So that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, but speak, speaking of which, speaking of semantics, I love that. So you didn't tell me earlier that um, you said five reasons not to buy the Galaxy S twenty Ultra. I love that because just like with me saying complaints, uh, like I like subverting people's expectations in the sense that when they see the title of the video, they immediately have the rage click, but then they watch it and they're like, "Oh, he's mm-hmm. actually it's a well thought about thought out piece." In your case, yep. In your case, it's five reasons not to buy. You're not saying don't buy this phone. You're saying don't just look at this one or five reasons yes. as why. The, <laughs> I love that. These, but see, people take it the opposite way. It'd be like, I have no re- issues with any of these things. I'm buying this phone. I got so many comments that were just like clickbait, worst video ever. And, <laughs> you know, honestly, like I, I laid out five points pricing being one like this phone is ridiculously expensive there's no way around that and it's you know starting at fourteen hundred dollars and going up from there literally you could buy a car for that much money you could go out and buy a car like it, it wouldn't be a good car it would be a crappy used car but you could buy a car for that much money second one was as you mentioned uh the colors the colors are horrible i had a handful of people uh, say that's not true. It's available in the pink and blue as well. Samsung's website is horrible because you select to pre-order the phone, and then it simply shows the colors at the bottom. It shows the gray, the black, the blue, and the pink, and it simply says not available in this configuration. Oh God! Yeah. Even when you have the S20 Ultra selected, and it's not ever going to be available, and they've announced that it's not available in those colors, but on their website. It actually shows, so you think, oh, I must click, you know, the different storage option or the different RAM option in order to get these color selections, but it's it's not available, but they, they kind of mislead you on that end. Um, so the price, the colors, for me, it was the size and the weight as well, like 6.9 inches. The first Android tablets were 6.5 inches, like were larger than the first oh. Android tablets. Like the first Samsung Galaxy Tab was yeah. 
had, had a seven inch display. I mean, granted, it was a you know sixteen by nine versus what is this a twenty two to one twenty two by nine. Oh, even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like the aspect ratio is different. So technically, like square square inches for the display is smaller than what a tablet would be, but it's still massive. But with that comes the weight. This thing is twenty five percent heavier than last year's Galaxy S ten plus. Twenty five percent. Like that's. And you know what. I, I even did that. I even did that video where the Galaxy S10 Plus, where I basically said it's still such a good phone. Like, mm-hmm. if anything, most people who are still rocking, let's say two, maybe three years ago phones, yeah, there you go. And you got the the, the jungle with cat my on controller. It. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it's still such a solid phone. And I and I was making the point that it's great that Samsung lowered the prices on these, but are still considering them alongside the S20 rather than replaced by the S20. I'm like, I love that. Mm-hmm. I absolutely adore that. If anything, what if next year... Oh, I just thought of this right now. What if next year we see Samsung Galaxy S21, but then they update the S, update to the S11 so that there's still a budget thing? I mean, they probably don't want to put that much effort in, but it'd be cool to see that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think they will. Uh, yeah. the, the main thing I was actually disappointed with with the entire line was there's the s 10e last year was such a good phone yep i don't think it sold as well as what they wanted that's why we didn't have you know an s20e follow-up uh but the whole line just starting at a thousand dollars is completely ridiculous oh (laughs) and you just fell um yeah the whole line starting at 999 dollars is ridiculous there's no reason why they shouldn't have, you know, a budget version of these phones available, you know, take out one of the cameras on the back and give mm-hmm. us something that's more accessible to the majority of people. We need an $800 or even a $750 version of these devices. Yeah, uh, of these devices, not just going back to S10 for the sake of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Well, that was just a little bit of Samsung talk. I'm sure everyone's doing it right now. So thank you for indulging me on that one. Um Let's see. Oh, nice. We're already 20 minutes in. That's awesome. So that means we got a good 10 minutes to talk about the fact that we are sitting at home right now (laughs) and not sitting in a bodega in, is bodega the word? And not sitting in a wine bar in Barcelona. Um, Okay. So I don't even think I have an ad on this, but if, if, if there is a mid roll ad, I'll just, I guess I'll just cut into it. But yeah. Um, have you been noticing a few people actually still going to Barcelona? Like, (laughs) Some of our friends are actually there right now still because they could not refund their flights and hotels. <laughs> yes, I, I've I've been seeing people on Twitter and on Instagram uh, saying how wonderful Barcelona is this time of year and <laughs> sending us great pictures of all the great food that they're eating. Uh, and some even going to the convention center and showing how empty and desolate it is, which is really, really depressing. Had this been a video podcast still, as we have moved to an audio-only format now, um, man, I would show those photos. Uh, quick quick uh, shout-out to David Reddick for, for showing a yep. few of those photos. Um, yeah, like, you can see the convention center, like, slat doors wide open with nothing inside. And there are a bunch of, like, what do they call those? Pallets? Pallets. There are a bunch of pallets that are stacked up because those are what would that that's what they would load all of the vendors booths onto to bring them to their section of the Fira Gran Via in order for them to set up the booth. And I'm just like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. I was actually looking forward to going to MWC and seeing the spots that mm-hmm. were not occupied by companies that left that, that, that yeah, just out. empty booths. That would have mm-hmm. been fun. <laughs> that would have been pretty dumb, but you know what? Like some people are still doing their events in Barcelona, which is really odd. Like in a couple of days, yeah, I think so we have Honor and Huawei. Huawei, right? Huawei and Honor are still holding their events. I believe I they're tomorrow. Huh? Tomorrow, um, one thirty in the morning so, for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will probably be staying up so that I can do my coverage on Fandroid of those events. But mm-hmm. you know, then going to bed immediately after, which is kind of nice. But I, uh, I believe. <laughs> TCL is still on the ground. They're not host. I don't believe their event is still happening. I think they actually canceled the event initially, but I think they are having some meetings there for people who are uh, still going to be there. And 
I don't know. Was there anybody else that was still on the books that I think those are the main ones. Huawei Honor, TCL. Um, man, I can only imagine. Like, so the very few people who are still in Barcelona could probably end up meeting up with a few people. I I, I actually know because I'm I'm friends with a couple of the Xiaomi PR uh, Global PR that they are there. They actually went early so that they can you know, kind of not really vacation, but like they, they went there early so that they could get ready for all of the meetings and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think a couple of them are still there, but I don't think they're taking meetings. Um, but well, yeah. and so for those who don't know, uh, Mobile World Congress issued essentially a 14 day quarantine before they canceled the event. They said there was a 14 day quarantine period for anybody who was coming from China. So they had to prove that they had been outside of China for 14 days before they would allow to attend. So oh. that, that that messaging came out about five days before they officially canceled. So oh, yeah, yeah a right. lot of people in preparation had left China early in order to be eligible to attend the mm. event because they would they would have to prove that they hadn't been to China within 14 days. I did not know that, um, which is funny because it wasn't necessarily a quarantine. It was just like a 14-day like yeah. prior to because these guys were still these guys were running around Barcelona still you know what I mean like yeah. <laughs> no no I, I get room. That. it's just that because I, I the the period for when you know the symptoms show up is within yeah. that 14 day period Incub- so incubation if, I think if, is the term yeah, yeah. correct uh, but I, I thought that it would be good because not only did we have a good discussion last time you were on the show I think was actually just last week. The um, I, I, we we kind of toyed around with the idea of just talking about some memories from Barcelona, MWC, and whatnot, so we can kind of go down memory lane. Uh, because to be honest, I looked back on quite a few. Um, well, I mean, everyone has either Facebook or Instagram or Google Photos to like go through and actually see some old things. And I ran across a few, and I thought it was super hilarious just how pivotal. Barcelona as a city has been to our careers <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, I look back on it and one of my favorite ones um, I don't know when did I when did you and I first like actually meet have we talked about this yet um, when did we meet we probably like, like what met, year yeah I don't know like five six years ago something like that least. right yeah I think we, we originally met probably at CES probably and or a launch event here in the US yeah um and then you've been to M- you 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 had gone to MWC for how long? Like how many years back was your first one? Um, I've actually only attended twice. Oh really? Yeah. So I never attended MWC when I was still living in the U.S. And then I moved to Italy mm-hmm. uh, in 2015, and so 2016 was my first MWC, and I did that one independently because uh, I was doing my own thing at the time and then the next year after that i was working for fandroid and mm-hmm. so i went uh with chris chavez to to mwc with him so Ooh. those were actually the only two times i've i've been and so it was it was one of those things where i was like i was really looking forward to getting back and there you go falling again <laughs> just to let any of our listeners know we're using our phones for the skype video call while recording our audio on the side um, the Skype video call is actually performing wonderfully, um, but yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's got the phone <laughs> As standing up. As I drop up. the phone. <laughs> yeah, so the, the call itself is fine. He just has it standing up and it's tipping over. <laughs> so yeah, I was really looking forward to getting back to Barcelona because I've missed the last two years oh, uh, because okay. I, w- I, I was traveling full time uh, in the RV. I didn't have the opportunity to go because my wife would say... I'm going to be divorcing you if you leave me in an RV as we're traveling across the country to go to Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. So it was so in that case it was 3 years ago that I think one of our main stories from MWC occurred. That was, it was one a of fun the, night. Yeah, it was a fun night. Okay, so yeah, to anybody who doesn't know, Barcelona is such a vibrant city. Uh, granted, there are the, uh, let's say, the the pros and cons to being in a place that's so densely populated and has a lot of history as well. Um, so 
you know, safety can always be a bit of a, an issue sometimes. Uh, it was two years ago that I that I was uh, a victim of what a lot of people actually go through in Barcelona, but I think mine was a little bit more severe than your, your usual. Normally, when you have thieves and petty theft and whatnot in Barcelona, they like trick you and then they take it when you're not looking. In my case, they actually just straight up robbed me. So I actually have sort of like a love-hate relationship with Barcelona ever since then. Um, so I have a couple of stories from like that particular show from two years ago, but a year before that um, was one of those times where I look back on it and I think, wow, we did not care. Like we did not care. We were out until f- what three, four a.m. <laughs> or something. It was it was a fun night. So originally I had gotten there that night and I messaged you and you got you were out with the Android Authority team. You guys were mm-hmm. getting dinner or something. So I kind of crashed in on your guys's dinner party. Yeah. And then from there, uh, it was drinks, and then all the bars shut down, and then we were simply buying what, beers on the streets from yep. random people, mm-hmm. thanks to Edgar. Yeah. Edgar so is Edgar just Cervantes. Going Shout out to Edgar. It was the three of us, me, you, and Edgar, with a local that I had just previously met. Um, like she started hanging out with us quite a bit during that show, uh, and um, lovely, lovely, lovely girl. And we actually hung out with her a lot during that particular week, and. On this particular night, she was just bringing us around with her. We were basically just following her because she was a local. Mm-hmm. So she like went over and actually found one of those guys that has like a six pack of what's the uh, Estrella, right? That was the beer. Um, yeah. Yeah. So just like a, a six pack can of Estrella, and she was telling us all these like interesting facts about those those vendor people. That they actually take the beers, and then as the bars are starting to close down, they actually hide them in places on the street like you could actually like lift up a lid of like a trash can and there might be like a bunch of six packs in there because they just use that to hide them uh and then they take a storage facility exactly or even like manhole covers they might actually have like a little cubby there to store them and then when the bars close and the cops are not necessarily around as much but it's also a cultural thing so the cops technically don't quite care um but still you know just to just to adhere to the law they they just open up the manhole cover and take out the six pack. And then all of a sudden you can just buy them for like a few euros. Um, we got a bunch of them. <laughs> We're just walking around. We got too many of them. Yeah. We got way too many of them. And as I recall, um, the, uh, uh, Hansa was the name of the, uh, the, the girl that was with us. As I recall, because she was a local, it wasn't hard for her to remember how to get home. Obviously, she could just head back. She has no qualms about just being out in the city whenever because she grew up there or she lives there. Meanwhile, me and Edgar, we actually crashed at your place, I think. We ended up at yep. your hotel. <laughs> well, and so I had I had booked our my hotel room, and for some reason, that one night at the hotel room, they had booked probably like a romance package so i had a complimentary bottle of champagne and chocolate covered strawberries with <laughs> in the room when i checked in and i'm like okay so when i got there i was you know starting to do work and i i have a picture on instagram of you know me, my laptop and a glass of champagne and like doing work in barcelona this is great and so i think we had done a couple beers and then we're like well you guys want to come back to my hotel room? I have a bottle of champagne that needs to be consumed. <laughs> your 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 storytelling arcs are hilarious. I got this romance pack, and then later, want to come I, back to... <laughs> hey, Josh, you want to come to my place for this romance package? <laughs> oh, man, that's ridiculous. And like, and but then, then I, and I, I remember just... waking oh, up the next morning, and I, I think I was the first one to, to pass out that night. I remember mm-hmm. waking up the next morning, and you and Edgar are still there. And I had like, I don't know, like a 10 o'clock meeting to get to, and yep. it was like 9.15, and I was like, guys, I'm leaving. I don't know what you guys got to do, but I got to go. <laughs> I think I, you know what? What's funny is I don't actually remember. And then like Hanso just like left. Like she 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 was already done. Like by the time I think she had left, probably around like three four. And she was like, I could just go home. I'll be fine. You guys have fun. At least you're at least you're 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 in a place now. You know, so I don't have mm-hmm. to like take care of you out in the streets. Um, so she just she just went off and she like messaged I think Edgar or somebody and just said, Hey, you know, I just like you know I went home. Uh, and we're like, cool. And then we woke up and then you left. And then Edgar and I had to like, <laughs> we, I, I, we had to like hydrate first of all. And then, um, I don't remember what happened when we got back to the, 
to the Android Authority Airbnb. I'm trying to remember what happened. I think we just got back and we didn't really have anything going on uh, that that early in the morning, at least. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But once we got back, I think they were just like, what the hell happened to you guys? <laughs> like, oh, well, you guys Nick. just didn't come home at night. Like, that's... Yeah. They're like, are they dead in the streets or... <laughs> So that was one of those that was one of those memories. And you know what, for me, so three years ago would have been what, 20, 2017, 2016. Se- so twenty seventeen. Yeah. Um, and then I think that so twenty sixteen would have been that one. So I had been going for about three, four years before that. And I just remember being wide eyed the first time I went to MWC with Android Authority. We had a very, very small team at the time. And I think that was actually MWC is the first time I actually got in front of the camera at a show because the CES prior to that, the way that it used to be was like we didn't really know as far as Android Authority is concerned, we didn't really know what kind of flow there would be. It's obvious that I could be in this room right now you know, do a voiceover and get all the footage and edit it together like that. I actually was not in front of the camera a whole lot in my first year um, in, in, in this tech world. But then what would happen is when we would go to shows, I would film Darcy. He was the on-camera personality for Android Authority. And then I would edit it all together, you know. And um, But I think MWC was the first time I actually got in front of the camera. Darcy was just like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm checked out. Like, I am so tired. And I... And you seem to be really into this product, you know. Why don't you just get in front of the camera this time? You know, you know your stuff. Just, just do it. So, it was one of those blossoming moments because when I did it, Darcy was like, "Oh my God, you're doing this all the time, all now. the time." <laughs> and I remember what product it was too. It was, uh, it was a very underrated. I, I, I kind of wish I had one because I would still use it today. Galaxy Z tablet. Um. Not Galaxy, sorry, uh, Xperia Z tablet. That's the one. Xperia Z tab. Yeah, yeah. the 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 Sony one. Uh, and then they got kind of weird like a year later when they came back to MWC because they 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 made a new one, but they just called it the Xperia Tablet Z. So it got really confusing <laughs> after a while. Is it Z tablet or is it Tablet Z? And they're like, well, this one's new, so it's Tablet Z. <laughs> Sony's always been bad with their names, so yeah. like I think. There was just some leaks today about their their devices that they're unveiling, what, within the next 12 hours or so. It's the Xperia 1 2. <laughs> I wanted there to be Xperia. So it's, 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 it's a number one and then a Roman small Roman numeral 2 after it. Oh, my it. God. Because That's last funny. year they re- released the Xperia 1. And, so, and then there's the Xperia 10 2. <laughs> Yeah, and it's 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 ridiculous. Uh, I mean, even just earlier, you were using the hard. you were using the truly wireless earbuds, and those are the WF one thousand X three three Mark three, not not Bluetooth three or I I don't know. Like Sony's just bad at it. But honestly, like there's most companies are bad at names. It's just there's a thousand products and you have to have a unique name. And yep. at that point, it's like you just need to throw some letters and some numbers and whatever at, at a screen and whatever sticks sticks. Yeah, that, that actually did uh, mess us up one time. Uh, uh, one of the following years leading up to when you and I were that the story that uh, Nick and I just talked about. Um, we went to the Sony booth. The Sony booth at MWC is usually pretty epic. And they were showing off a lot of really cool features that back then were revolutionary and now are just kind of commonplace, like super slow-mo and stuff like that. But the problem was they had so many different phones uh, from mid-range to uh, from mid-range to flagship that we actually, Lon and I, when this is back when Lon was there too, and the two of us were the main YouTube guys, Lon and I actually mixed up the names. And the comment section went nuts because, like, they obviously were fact checking and and they were like, "This is the wrong phone. You're literally showing the wrong phone on camera, calling it something else." And we felt really bad at that point. Um, so we had to redo those videos like completely. We had to go back to the Sony booth and actually get it right. And then uh, Lon and I had to divide and conquer in that one. Um, but yeah, uh, the last story that I kind of had in mind was actually from two years ago. And this, this I'm not sure if you actually know, um, because this was, this was I think, the year after you went, so you weren't at MWC, but it was the first show after I... No, it wasn't the first show. CES was the first show, but then MWC came. 
uh, this was after I started dating Issa, who at the time was working at Gadget Match. Um, Barcelona is actually where I met Issa's parents for the first time. Hmm. And what were they doing at MWC? (laughs) So for the sake of... uh, um, not for the sake of, that's a weird way to start the sentence. Uh, what actually happens, usually with me and then also with Isa, my parents do this sometimes too. Since we travel a lot for our jobs, my parents or Isa's parents might actually just say, okay, we'll go with you. And then they make a vacation out of the amount of time that we're at those places. Um, so what they did was they actually had a bit of a Euro tour. And they, they arrived, they went to Paris for a little bit, and then they went to Barcelona. And then after Barcelona, they went to Amsterdam. Or yeah, I think they went to Amsterdam. And uh, what ended up happening was they came to Barcelona as we were there and they were like, hey, why don't we all get dinner? So we go to this really nice tapas restaurant and here I am literally like, I'm at, I'm technically at work, one of the most stressful times of the year in a yep. beautiful city, Barcelona, sitting in front of my girlfriend's parents for the first time. And... I don't I, I don't have any problems in these things like parents tend to really like me and I'm, I'm I'm a very amicable person so there was no problems there I was not stressed out whatsoever about actually meeting her parents I just sat there with a glass of wine eating uh, hamon ham and I was just like what is my life right now <laughs> like, like what is happening right now this is this is the most insane scenario I can think of at this very moment <laughs> mm-hmm. What would be more insane is if they were in PR for a manufacturer. <laughs> that's true. That 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 would be the next level of insanity. But yeah, no, I mean that's the thing. Like you go to these events and you you get into work mode. Like your brain just turns off from regular social life. It turns into this. You know, I ha- I have fifty five things I need to do tomorrow. I need to shoot these videos. I need to do these voiceovers. I need to go to you know 10 meetings and you're constantly thinking what's the next thing i need to go to and yeah. uh you know one thing is you know you're lucky you have isa there with you you know you, you got your girlfriend and most people don't mm-hmm. have a significant other there but adding her parents to the mix i can't imagine like i don't i don't know how your brain computes with that because none of those things align to what should be happening in that situation there was nothing conventional about what was going on like there was nothing like like normal about this whole situation and then once the dinner was done here we were walking her parents back to their back to their um uh hotel and I saw like the just the most lovely image, and Issa actually pointed it out too that they were like they were um, canoodling up. They were like very close to one another because that was the year that it snowed in Barcelona. And oh yeah, during the show, so it was and, cold. Yeah, um, th- so that particular show actually had so many different stories from me, and that's why I, I kind of look at it back wistfully, both positively and negatively because that happened that was awesome i scratched my cornea like two days later um so i actually had to go to an ophthalmologist there in barcelona um and then i got low blood sugar which david kogan would joke that he saved my life because he shoved a cookie down my throat because he thought that that was the was the problem was i still don't think i had low blood sugar i think i was just like because if that was the same day my cornea got scratched so i think that my body was just reacting to something terrible happening so i don't think it was technically low blood sugar but kogan will say he saved my life (laughs) um and then and then we stayed there for a few more days since Issa was there um and um then she went off to uh, with her family to Amsterdam because they her fam her parents already left um, to to go to Amsterdam and Isa was going to meet them there. But then as we were leaving, as I was leaving Barcelona, um, that was when I got robbed. So like that particular year was just this like jam packed full of so much stuff, and it's just like this city is so crazy. This show is so crazy, um, mm-hmm. which is I think is for better or worse, you know. A lot of people that we know in the tech industry have been affected in the more negative ways in Barcelona, but they still look at MWC not being there this year and go, oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, like I've only been twice, but I have not had any negative experiences with Barcelona. But a lot of, because a lot a lot of the people that we know are U.S. and U.S. people seem to stand out more 
all oh, over yeah. Europe when they're visiting. And for those who don't know, I actually grew up in Italy. I lived there for mm -hmm. 13 years when I was a kid growing up. And so even though I'm American and I do stand out uh, as far as, you know, my looks, I don't look Italian. So people can pick me out that way. But my mannerisms when I'm in Italy, I speak Italian fluently uh, with an Italian accent. They can't tell me apart. They they look at me and say, I know you're not Italian, but I have no clue where you're from, which is a great compliment for me because it's like, well, I'm, I'm halfway blending in, right? <laughs> uh, and so going to Barcelona, I don't speak Spanish, uh, but uh, actually there's a lot of Italians who live in Barcelona. So that one night when we were out, one of the bars that we went to, I actually started talking to the bartender and she was Italian. So I sat, while well, you guys were chatting about something else. I was talking to the bartender for like 10, 15 minutes about, you know, why she, she in Italian to her, you know, why she moved to, from Italy to Barcelona and, you know, how life was living here. And, um, and so I, I think a lot of Americans are not used to the European way and they're not used to being in big cities mainly. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a couple, there's a handful of people, tech press that live in New York and then there's people who live in LA. But when you live in LA, you don't live in the middle downtown LA yeah. where you're walking you, around. You, you hardly go. It's like suburbia. I mean, yeah. mm -hmm. And so you're not used to city life where there are pickpockets. There are people who will steal backpacks. Like I grew up with that living in Rome my entire life. Like you're on the subway, you have two two hands on your backpack all the time. Or it's like you, on your front. Or, well, not necessarily. Like if you do it on the front, like people know that you're a tourist and then you stand oh. out more. So you're more obvious. Or when you're standing on the subway, you make sure that you have your back to the wall so that mm. you don't you know there's nobody behind you and you can you know scan the entire area so like i grew up with all of that and i don't know if that's what's kept me from having negative experiences while in barcelona uh, again i've only been twice so yeah. you know maybe next year i'll get mugged who knows <laughs> you know and and we don't have to get into like the the details of what i'm about to say but you know this is this is an unfortunate reality too and I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to end this episode on a on a on a bad note, but it is the reality of a place like Barcelona, and also it's also true in other places, like for example, places in Italy. I know that I've heard that as well. Paris, for sure. Yeah. Um, but in my case, as our viewers may or may not know, I am Asian, <laughs> and unfortunately, mm -hmm. in places like in Europe, like you know, people who look like me tend to be a little bit more targeted because there's this automatic assumption. Like I was literally told, Issa and I were literally told by our Airbnb host in Paris uh, that we have to be careful because Asians are targeted the most in when it comes to pickpockets and petty theft and all that. Uh, because there's this automatic assumption that you probably have money or you have you know expensive belongings and whatnot. Uh, which is funny because it's like, okay, you know, they're not wrong, but you know, that's, that doesn't justify it. <laughs> that's racist, man. Yeah. I mean, of course I have a camera on me. That is an expensive belonging, but come on now, you know? Um, but yeah, so th there is a little bit of that that's happening, which is why I actually got a little bit worried about going to Barcelona this year as, as, as bummed out as I am that we're not actually all doing the show, you know, because of coronavirus and all those things, I actually got worried that the targeting would actually be stronger because people have this notion that let's say Chinese people, yes, but then of course, you know, not everyone can differentiate, so it just becomes Asian people are Asian the problem. People, yeah. yeah. So I, I got I got a little bit worried about that, but yeah. Um so aside from the like quick last couple of minutes here, um were there any stories that you wanted to share? I, I realize I, I, sh I, I shared hours and then I shared a bunch of mine, but like, is there anything that you wanted to share? I would say the one story that it, it's a personal achievement story. My, my first time in Barcelona um, was actually probably my most productive show I've ever been to. Mm. So I was there by myself and I was uh, just doing my own thing. Um, and it was... Like, I knew a lot of people in the industry. Like, I knew you. I knew pretty much everybody I know now, but not as well. And so I didn't have the the desire really to just hang out with people because that's a real thing. Like, we we get people in, into a room that you don't see very often. And you're like, hey, let's, let's go do this. Or, you know, you just want to chat for a little bit. But I was just in work zone. And I, I remember I recorded 
12 videos, B-roll, did my voiceovers and uploaded them all in three days that I was there. Nice. And for me, for me, like, you know how long it takes, even if it's a two and a half, three minute video, it takes hours to put it together and then writing a script and then recording, especially when there's no place to actually record because everything mm. is a thousand decibels. Um, I was so proud of myself. And then every year I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that again. And I always fall short of getting that goal of 12 videos at a trade show. So one day I'll, I'll repeat that, but until then not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. And, um, MWC just as a, just as a trade show and a venue is actually, it, it probably is the most efficiently equipped venue for people like us. Yeah. It's yeah. an incredible place that they created there. I mean, you know, I, when I went for the first time, it was after they built the new Fira because the old mm-hmm. one used to be Fira Barcelona, which is a much larger space. We know it as where Huawei does their announcements, but that used to be the actual event space for the trade show. But then they created one where it's literally halls one through eight and then a couple of other ones. And you just walk down the line and everyone's easy to get to. And it's it's the most organized convention space I've ever been to. Yeah. Um, press room is right in the middle. Easy to get to fat, freaking fast Internet. My goodness. And it, um, they've had fast Internet for years. Like you go to CES. Even now, it's like, come on. How long is these videos taking to upload? Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's our ode to MWC 2020 pouring one out for them. Um, you had a beer, but I'm having seltzer water, but like, you know, cheers to Barcelona. Um, cheers to Barcelona. I mean, there's still going to be some things announced this week, but a lot of the announcements were actually pushed out by a couple weeks, which has seemed kind of surprising. I think they not having the event, they want the announcements closer to when the devices are actually going to be released. Yeah. Uh, which, which. I don't know, build some hype, but um, some of the images that we saw from Barcelona this week was marketing ads, billboards and stuff like that for some of the devices that were supposed to be announced, which I'm like, you have billboards all over Barcelona, but then you postponed your launch by two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of those, yeah, well, I mean, they, they didn't have any time to actually like take down those advertisements. It's kind of like going to Times Square and you see something there that, you know, they haven't just had, they just haven't gotten around to taking it down. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, probably like a a movie advertisement for something that's been out for months already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, didn't that happen a long time ago? <laughs> yep, pretty much. All right, cool. Well, as usual, I keep thinking to myself like, oh, yeah, it'll be about like 20, 30 minutes, but we end up talking for a long time. But that's that's the conversation that I wanted to have, you know, and I hope everyone has enjoyed it. Nick, go ahead and as usual, let everybody know where to find you. You can find me personally uh, at Nick M. Gray on Twitter and Instagram, but all of my work is on fandroid.com or youtube.com slash fandroid. Awesome. Uh, I will go ahead and do the outro after the fact, since I'm doing intro and outro after the fact. So, Nick, thank you so much. Um, We'll have you, obviously, we'll have you on again. It'd be really fun to uh, get back to some conversations, especially since, uh, oh, I want to know once you get your Z Flip in a few days. Right, two, two, three days. Um, like what your thoughts are after a while. So we'll, probably, we'll have you back on for an update on that. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, cool. Thank you, sir. Thanks again, Nick, for coming on to the show. We'll go ahead and get into the outro. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the PocketNow Weekly Podcast. You can find PocketNow on all social media networks at PocketNow. And of course, we have PocketNow.com and YouTube.com slash PocketNow for all of your tech coverage. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Hit the bell over on the site so you can keep up with all of the videos coming out on the YouTube channel. And then follow this podcast as we are always bringing out an episode for you every single week. You can follow me on social media as well. I am found on Instagram and Twitter at JV tech tea you know me i'm jv i love tech and i love to drink me some tea also follow my channel uh, over on youtube youtube.com slash joshua vergara where i am also doing as much content on the samsung devices right now man so many of them just came out in the last like week or so so it's pretty nuts how much coverage we are all trying to do at the moment uh, all of your favorite creators on youtube are likely pretty overwhelmed at the moment so bear with us if we are trying to get through this let's call deluge of samsung tech But with all that said, again, I will go ahead and call it on this one. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in our next episode.